everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. You're listening to Nadine Newkirk and I'm a clinical psychologist and a dating coach. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at a dialectical behavior therapy skill, DBT, called Copahead Planning. And this one, I think, can be really helpful in dating, especially if you notice some dating anxiety or apprehension coming up for future events. Before we jump into that, I'd like to ask a favor of you lovely listeners. As you might have heard in previous episodes, I'm trying to gain some more visibility for the podcast um, on Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And the way to increase visibility is to get more listeners or people to do the star ratings. And I'm a psychologist, so my strength is psychology skills and not so much the marketing side. So I've got a favor to ask. If you have one person, a friend, a family, someone you just bumped into and maybe they're interested in dating or you think just a content could help them in their everyday life, even if they're not dating, if you could share an episode with them or share the podcast with them, because every person that you share with could have a trickle cascade effect, a bit like a spider's web, and you never know who it's going to benefit or whose ears it's going to land upon. So thanks very much if you could share it with anyone. So copahead planning, what is it and how can you use it? This is a skill to use if your brain is jumping into the future with scenarios around dating, or you could use this for anything else. And it's not so much helpful kind of problem solving into the future anymore. It's more worries and kind of spiraling of worst case catastrophic events. For example, someone might experience worries for a first date. Maybe a video date has been organized And it's your first time and you're having all these thoughts about what if, you know, the internet doesn't work? What if I'm really clunky or it gets really, really awkward? What if I can't get off the conversation? I find it hard to leave. What if they're really rude or cruel? And every time you have that what if worst case scenario thought in your brain, Our brains don't differentiate if there's an actual threat right now or if I'm thinking about a threat. So either way, it's going to trigger my nervous system to go into, oh, okay, we need some survival responses here for this threat. We'll get a release of adrenaline and cortisol. And the difficulty is that the more cortisol you have in your system, the more that changes your cognitions, your thinking. And it actually makes them more narrowed, threat-focused, focused on worst case scenarios. So what we're wanting to do with COPA head planning is to not just stop there, think about the worst cases, release that cortisol, and then just be spiring in this vicious cycle, because that's not going to make you feel more calm or confident for that date. What we want to do instead is take it a step further. With the COPA head plan, you think about the worst case scenarios, but then you think about what could happen If I were coping, what skills could I use? What resources could I get on board or people around me? And thinking about barriers ahead of time. It's kind of like you know you're going to jump in the deep end of the pool. So you prepare and you bring your floaties with you. You get a lifeguard nearby. You have things in place. 
And this makes our brain feel a little bit more secure, a little bit more safe, and might help reduce some of that cortisol release and some of that spiraling worry thoughts. So there's a concrete step-by-step stage for the cope-ahead planning I'll go through each. Okay, imagine the scenario that you're wanting to meet people in person and you're deciding to go on a speed dating event. And this comes up quite a lot with the people I see because wanting to diversify not only the apps but also in person and speed dating is a great way where you know that there's other single people and you'll get to interact with them. So for the COPA head plan, the first step is to describe the situation that's likely to create distressing emotions. So be really specific and factual with this. So it could be, I'm going on Tuesday to this speed dating event. I'm feeling anxious socially about not knowing what to say to these people, not having an outfit to wear, um, not sure you know, if I want to leave, how I can do that, and I'm likely going to experience anxiety. The next step for the COPA head plan is to describe in detail what are the emotions, thoughts, and bodily sensations that you might experience in this situation. So, for example, I mentioned the emotion might be anxiety, With anxiety comes different bodily sensations. I might have a clenching in my chest or stomach. I might have sweaty hands or feet. I might have the expression of that emotion by kind of staying in the corner, keeping my eyes lowered, um, not initiating conversation. And maybe I'll have lots of thoughts about guessing what other people are thinking. So fear of judgment, they're going to think you know, look at that clumsy person in the corner. And we have to remember anytime I'm having a thought of what someone else is thinking, that is not fact because we cannot jump inside someone's brain and know what they were thinking. That is a thought that our brain has come up with. And if we're stressed or anxious, it's usually going to be a judgment worst case thought. Step three. What skills can I use to cope in this situation? So planning ahead. Is there anything that I've done in the past when I'm feeling socially anxious? Maybe something helps ground or calm me, like I have a ring on, which I can spin, but it helps me to, when I'm talking with someone or looking them in the eye, I can just be fidgeting with that while also engaging with them. Or maybe I practice acting opposite to my emotion. There's um, an episode on opposite action you could listen to. So you might practice instead of averting your eye gaze, looking someone in the eyes, smiling, relaxing your shoulders down, lengthening your spine, thinking about if I were confident socially in this situation, how would I act? Fake it till you make it. Maybe I pre-plan some conversation topics and... You know, I've heard a lot of public speakers say this, that they're not just naturally that charismatic, have these amazing stories to tell. They think ahead of time. You know, if I'm going to a dinner party, like what are some key things I've learned this week? Is it a news article? Is it something that's happened in my life? What's an interesting topic I could talk about? You might want to practice assertiveness skills or saying a sentence if you want to leave a conversation. It was lovely to speak to you. 
I'd like to move around the room to talk to some other people. Thanks for the chat. Or excusing yourself to the bathroom if you're feeling really stressed, splashing your face with water. Any skills you think you could use in that situation. The next step, asking yourself, what are the barriers that might arise that could prevent me from using the skills that I just thought of? So it's fair enough to have a skill and be like, yep, that could be useful. (laughs) But we know that sometimes it doesn't always pan out that way in the situation. So thinking, okay, maybe I've pre-planned topics, but my mind goes blank when I'm feeling really anxious and I'm getting into a conversation. Maybe I actually have a bit of a cheat sheet in my head where I rehearse topics, the weather, hobbies, this, and I get someone with flashcards to do it so it gets drilled into my mind so I won't forget it as easy. Or maybe I know that... I might be a bit anxious on the day and just avoid the event altogether. So how could I problem solve that barrier? Maybe I can have a friend who comes to meet me before the event and we do an activity and then it's easier for me to go. Whatever you need to do. The last step. Imagine being in that situation right now. Rehearse mentally or write down how you'd cope using the strategies and the skills above. So really be detailed. It's You're wanting to imprint that neural pathway in your brain of how it could go. What will you do? How will you do it? How will you say it? You can also choose to imagine not only coping, but also imagine the worst case scenario happening and then rehearsing how you cope with that worst case. So imagine you go and every conversation is really dull and boring. Or you like 10 people and no one's initiated back. So planning ahead what you can do with that. And then when you go to the event, importantly remembering a cope ahead plan doesn't mean that we'll just eliminate any uncomfortable feelings. We won't have any distress because that's impossible. We're humans and it's pretty nerve wracking going to a speed dating event. That's a normal human emotion. So it doesn't mean you'll eliminate the feelings but instead it'll help you cope with the feelings. And if we can cope with things, it means that we don't just impulsively listen to our emotions and avoid things and not move towards our long-term goals. It means we can keep going in the direction of our values and where you want to head in dating. Okay, I'll put a link for Cope Ahead Planning in the episode show notes from the DBT manual. And I hope you have a lovely day or night wherever you are.